0: This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Michael Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit us at www.thefellowship.church. Glory to God. I want you to turn to uh, Psalm, um, and we may have some time for prayer here too, but uh, Psalm 126. You can know open your Bibles there, your device, whatever it is that you brought. Obviously, I don't have any notes now. I do have notes, but you know. Psalm one and twenty-six. Before we read this uh this Psalm, I want to mention to you that uh you know the Bible says that the what is our strength? And the book of Nehemiah, what does the Bible say is our strength? The what? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Jesus talked about having given the church peace his peace, a peace that no man can take from you. And the same thing's true with joy. The reason I bring this up to you is, is unfortunately, we live in a pretty negative world. And there's just a lot of negative things that are going on. But I'm telling you what, the kingdom of God continues to march valiantly forward. And you're a part of that kingdom. You're a child of the living God. Thank God you don't have to bow down to the world or anything that's uh, associated with it. But thank God you can live in joy. Now, the truth of the matter is, is that every time that you and I get up every morning, Jesus said sufficient is the evil of that day. And so we have to deal with stuff. But thank God we don't have to do it in a way that is uh, in a defeated kind of way. Let's put it that way. Thank God we can do it in a victorious kind of way. And I'm not talking about something that is, you know, High in the sky, I'm not talking about a figment of our imagination. I'm talking about the reality that we have, because thank God we're in this world, but we're not of it. And not only that, but thank God we have His help. You know, He said, I'll send another comforter to you, the Holy Ghost, and He'll help you. So the important thing for us as believers is, is not only to believe what it is that He said, but to act on what He said. In other words, to respond in a way that is fitting for the child of God in dealing with the affairs of this life. Now, of course, he said, you know, attend to my word and you know incline your ears to my saying, keep them in the midst of your heart. You know, he went on to explain that for their life to those that find them and health that all to all their flesh. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it come or flow the issues of life. And so it becomes very important for us as believers to make sure praise God, that, you know, we've got our nuts screwed onto the right bolt. You know what I mean by that? You know, a lot of times, you know, again, you get up, you get to go on. Now, James, he mentioned this. He dealt with it. You know, he said, my brother, and I want you to count it all joy. Everybody say joy. When you fall into various temptations, tests, and trials, whenever you're having to deal with things that are going on in this life. Now, that's not, that seems counterintuitive, doesn't it? Because, you know, a lot of times the things that come to us in a negative kind of way, they they often will bring about a negative emotional response. But thank God if we know the truth, everybody say the truth. When you know the truth, hallelujah, thank God you can laugh in the face of adversity. He said, count it or consider it wholly joyful whenever you fall into various temptations, trials, and tests, knowing this that the trial of your faith, everybody say my faith. See, your faith goes on trial. You know, you say, praise God, I'm I'm a winner, not a loser. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. Thank God he's made me more than a conqueror because he loved me. And these are the truths that are found in the word of God. And when you begin to declare them, it seems at least that the things within this world try to, suppress that reality. But thank God you've got a voice. Everybody say, I've got a voice. And I'm telling you what, you, be, you will be the one who determines which direction things are going to go. Are you listening to me? So it becomes imperative. Everybody say imperative. And nobody's going to do this for you. I mean, you know, like Aaron, I know he could get up some morning and say, hey, baby, will you, will you do my it for me? Will you shout out to God with a voice of triumph for me? You know, will you, you know, declare who it is that I'm in Christ Jesus for me? And, you know, Jenna's going to go, uh-uh, it's on you, you know? And, And it's on all of us, isn't it? Hallelujah. And so it's, you know, when these things come and try to crowd themselves into our lives, thank God that's why the Bible tells us, and above all, having the shield of faith. Everybody say faith. Wherewith we'll be able to quench all, everybody say all, all the fiery darts of the wicked that says you're not going to make it and there's not enough and there's all these kinds of things, you know, you're too old, you're this, you're that, all of the lies, everybody say lies, that the enemy uh, uh, attempts to use, and he'll use anything. I mean, he doesn't care. He'll use anything he can. You know, any tactic, any device, any scheme that he can come up with to try to steal your joy. Are you listening to me? But I tell you what, praise God, we have the privilege and the honor to defy the devil, glory to God, and to be able to say again, praise God, that greater is he. Everybody say greater. Greater. is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Well, 95% of you said it. The rest of you, I'm not sure what you're thinking. Let's do this again. Let's just try this one more time. We'll try to get all of you in on this. Everybody say, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. You say, well, I ain't going to do no good. Well, let's say it again. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. You know, if you keep saying that, you might start believing it. Hallelujah. You can, Chances are you could get happy. Say this with me. The devil's a liar. You know, he tries to impose this stuff on you and gets you to think about it and think about it and meditate on it and just get caught up with it. And I'm telling you, praise God. He wants you to, to quit. He wants you to give up. He wants you to faint. You know, it's like that scripture that brother uh, Gary Crowell was talking about when the Lord spoke to him and said, if you faint the day of adversity, your strength is small. Well, nobody wants that, huh? But there will be days of adversity. There will be days, you know, when we're, you know, wrestling with different things that are going on in our lives. And I'm telling you what, thank God, God, hallelujah is an ever-present help in the time of trouble. So if you're here tonight and you're in trouble, glory to God, I got good news. And the good news is, is you're not in any kind of trouble like you think you are. Huh? Come on, the devil's a liar. He wants to make you think. Huh? You know, I mean, it's always darkest before the dawn, baby, but I'm telling you when the sun comes up, huh? Huh? You know, things start to change. They start to look a lot different than in the midnight hour of your life. At midnight, the Bible says, Paul and Silas sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And I tell you, there was an earth-shaken result out of what it is that these two men did so that they could enjoy heaven's best and their bands were loosed. I think there's something very significant. Very powerful about that. Woo! So we have these cares, we have these worries, we have these anxieties. Sometimes they pile up. I'm telling you what, how about you think? What do you say? We just push all the pile off into the crick. Huh? Look at this verse of scripture with me, Psalm 126. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Woo! Then was our mouth filled with gravel. No, laughter. Huh? Then was our mouth... I mean, when you get set free, baby. Huh? I mean, when God turns your captivity, come on, you know, your tune changes. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, glory to God, huh? and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, whereof we are what? Glad, Glad. glory to God, forevermore. Notice it says that when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion now listen to this. Turn to uh, um, Job 42. If you just go back to the first Psalm, Job's is right before Psalm. You know the whole story of Job, how that all kinds of, well, we could say all hell broke loose in his life. Lost family members, all kinds of things, everything he had, had sickness, disease, rampant, you know, in his personal life, all kinds of things. had a bunch of well-wishers. They weren't really that well of wishers that were around him. Matter of fact, God you know, rebuked them sharply and said, unless Job prays for you, you're in a world of hurt, buddy. Aren't you glad Job prayed? Notice what it says here in verse 10 of the 42nd chapter. Job 42, and look at verse 10. And the Lord, everybody say, and the Lord. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. Everybody say it together. God is turning my captivity. Say it one more time. I'm telling you, God wants to turn your captivity. Amen. I mean, if you got anxieties and worries about stuff, there's stuff you're worrying about that you got no, you were never designed. Listen, you were never designed to carry some of the stuff that you've been carrying. Are you with me? Now, it's real, okay, but I'm just telling you, praise God, you're not in the battle by yourself. Amen. You know, I mean, when Abraham was taking his son up to offer him as a sacrifice upon an altar, come on, you talk about being down in the mouth, you talk about, you know, having to think about what's really going on here, you're thinking about the reality of the moment and the pressure, the compression a pressure that was being applied, and when his son asked him about the sacrifice, he said, the Lord. Everybody say, the Lord. Lord. Woo, glory to God. He said, the Lord will provide for himself a sacrifice. So what's that mean to you and me? That means when anxiety, worry, and care of any sort, concerns that we have for loved ones, it doesn't make any difference what it is. There's all kinds of stuff But whatever it is, praise God, so much of it is not ours to carry. Hallelujah. And so in this verse here, in verse 10, it says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. And when he prayed for his friends, also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Now, the point I want to make to you there is, is that, The Bible says that when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, and then we see here where the Lord turned the captivity of Job. And I'm telling you, God has turned your captivity through Jesus Christ. And he's given you a way out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So that you don't have to be under the thumb of anxieties, worries, and care. Woo! You know, when Jesus talked about the parable of the sower, he talked about the fact that one of the things that makes God's word ineffective, in other words, causes the word to be of none effect, in other words, it doesn't end up producing in your life, is because of care, the cares of this world. And there are many, okay? So again, we're we're not walking around with our heads stuck in the sand. It isn't like we're in denial. Huh? Come on. We're not in denial of what may be going on within our lives, but thank God we can still deny its right to stay there. Are you listening to me? Whom resist? the Bible says. Let's look at that verse there in First Peter chapter 5. Hallelujah. So many times, you know, a lot of times Christians don't get the fact that you have to resist. You know, when you're tempted, you have to resist sin, right? The temptation to sin. huh? you got to say no, don't you? No, we're not doing that. Uh Uh-uh, no, you know. And so there's that that time or that season when you're making a decision that you're going to, you know, continue walking with the Lord. Well, the same thing's true when it comes to this thing about worry, care, and anxiety. Notice it says in verse 7 of 1 Peter chapter 5, Casting all, everybody say all. What you got going tonight? Are you listening to me? What is it that's going on? What loved one? What situation? What circumstance? What is it, you know, that's trying to crowd into your life and it has nothing, no place there? It might be financial. It might be health. It might be all kinds of things. But I'm telling you, God's got an answer for every one of them. But it starts with us. I said it begins with you and me. That where we take a step to put ourselves in remembrance of what it is that he said. Hallelujah, himself took our infirmities, glory to God, and bear our sicknesses. And by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. He said, I will restore health unto you. That's in the Bible. Are you listening to me? The Bible says that if if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that he will quicken or make alive your mortal body by the spirit of God that dwells on the inside of you hallelujah. That's what God said. Are you listening to me? So no matter what it is, and I don't know what it is, it don't make no difference, praise God. He's got a cure for all of it. But it does begin with you and me. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'll take that. I tell you, you got to take it. Hallelujah. You have to receive it. Amen. Amen. You're not going to receive what's been coming at you anymore. You're going to receive what it is that he said, what it is that he promised, glory to God. You know, there's a lot of times in my life, and I'm sure in your life too, a lot of times you don't have the answer, but he does. I said, he's got the answer, glory to God. It's hidden in him. And at his, you know, as we seek him, praise God, that answer will show up. Are you listening to me? And you'll get all kinds of external kinds of, well, you, what are you going to do? 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 do? You know, it's like Brother Hagin tells the story, you know, when he went out in the field ministry, what we call field ministry itinerant, and he's out there, you know, and the tires on his car are bald and flopping, and, you know, I mean, there ain't nothing there, and he's going down these roads in Texas, and, you know, you hit these cracks in the road and everything, and it was just like these things were mocking him. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And then pretty soon another one would chime in and they'd start singing a duet. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times the same thing happens in our lives. But I'm telling you what, greater. Everybody say greater. I'm telling you greater is he that's in you and he that's in the world. The devil is a liar. Are you listening to me? And what the devil means for evil, God will turn into good. Hallelujah. So, in this verse of scripture here, in verse 7, it says, Casting all of your care upon him. Why? Because what? You think he cares about the things that are going on in your life? You better believe it. The concerns you have? Absolutely. The questions you have? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. All of them. Casting all of your care upon him. Why? Because he cares for you, so you can just say, "Father, I just want to thank you tonight, praise God that you do care about me." Hallelujah, yeah, he's on your side, He's for you. Well, you know, maybe God's trying to tell me something, maybe he's trying to teach me something. Well, next time you're wanting to know something from God, why don't you look at the Bible instead of your circumstance? huh? That theology just <laughs> dude that 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 dog won't hunt. Are you listening to me? Some of the theology that we've gotten has kept so many people bound. Listen to me. God is for you and on your side. If he wants to tell you something, he's going to tell it to you from his word. Are you with me? Amen. So it says here again in reading this, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. But be sober and be vigilant, because your adversary who? The devil. As a roaring lion walks about, seeking whom he made, and say he could he's just looking to do what devour. That's real. Are you listening to me? You know when 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 Jesus was about to go to the cross, he had an evening Passover meal with his the people closest to him, the ones that had been with him that had. Uh, loved him, served him, all of these things. And they're in the middle of this deal, you know, and and that's where we have uh, the ordinance of of communion given birth to and things like that. But if you read in all the narratives of the gospel writers, you also discover that in that most intimate and close touching moment, the Bible says there was a strife among them as to who should be the greatest. Bless their hearts, you know. And so Jesus uses a teachable moment. He talked about, you know, who wants to be great in the kingdom of heaven is the one who will be servant of all. When he completed all of that, he then turned to Peter. Now, again, I don't have any proof of this, but you can't prove I'm wrong either. But I guarantee you, I wouldn't guarantee, yeah, I would. If I'm wrong then in heaven, you can forgive me. But I will guarantee you Peter was the instigator of that. Huh? Because he turned to him after he had finished, you know, the, the teaching. Then he turned to Peter and he said, Peter, the devil. Did you hear me? He didn't say Judas. He didn't say, you know, James and John. You know, the two brothers tried to gang up. No, he said the devil has desired to sift you like wheat. But I prayed for you so that when you're converted, you can strengthen the brethren. Are you listening to me? In other words, hell was intending to use his arrogance or his pride to run him through a ringer. And he, he went through some stuff, no question about it. Uh, probably one of the most disillusioned persons that you could ever know after he denied him three times and said, Oh, no, not me. Huh. Bailed like a bad habit. man. came bad. Why do I say that to you? Because when when we read this scripture, it says, casting all your care on to him or your concerns. Why? Because again, he cares for you. But in the same breath, Peter says, be sober, be watchful, vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Whom, what's the next word? Resist. Whom resist steadfast in what? The faith or what you know to be true. Huh? So then instead of succumbing, you know, to whatever it is that he's trying to feed you that is a lie, you can resist it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, some things, you know, that go on in people's lives. They, they're, they're not yours to carry. Now, certainly you can pray for people. Thank God for prayer, amen, an intercession. But at the end of the day, there's things that people are dealing with in their lives or carrying in their lives they were never designed to carry. Are you with me? And often it can break out in their flesh. Often it can break out in their behavior. Are you with me? I'm telling you what, when there's a lightness about your life, you like life. Huh? You're happy about it, Amen. But when this stuff, when it gets all over you and on top of you and all that different kind of stuff, then then there's there the lightness isn't there. Am I in the right house? So thank God, you know we've got we've got weapons. Woo! Yeah, we got weapons that we can employ in those moments, and one of them is to resist. Whom resist? steadfast, what in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are being accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. In other words, the deal you got going in any different than somebody else. A lot of times the devil will say, nobody's got it like you do. Huh? They'll say, oh, I tell you what, you're, you're, you're just not being treated fairly. You're not this, you're not that. You know, people just don't understand you. You know, and he'll, he'll sing that song to you, baby. And he'll just keep singing it and singing it and singing it and singing it and corkscrewing you further and further and further into the ground. So that you got to stop it. I said, you have to stop it. You got to see it for what it, the Bible, you know, Paul said, we're not ignorant of his devices. Huh? Come on. Glory to God. I mean, if you got to, I mean, shout unto God with a voice of triumph, baby. Come on. I mean, if you got to go off in your place, wherever it is by yourself and begin to declare who your God is and glory to God, get after it, huh? That's resisting. You know, what I mean, when stuff starts crowding in on me, that's exactly what I do. I just get someplace, praise God, where nobody's going to bother me and I'm going to begin to declare who he is, huh? I'm going to get this stuff off of me, come on, because it has no right to stay. But I have to resist. Everybody say, I have to resist. Come on, you got to resist. You know, and some well-meaning person, they'll come along and they don't help you. They chime in with you. And they'll sing that tune too. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know what you're going to do. My God, what are you going to do? You don't need that. You need somebody to come along and say, you know what? Jesus went to the cross and died so you wouldn't have to live like this. Hallelujah. Yes, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Glory to God. He said, when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, woo, we were like those that dreamt. Amen. Let's read that again. Go back there again. You know, just reading it blesses me. Hallelujah. Psalm 126. Psalm 126. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, glory to God, I tell you what, there's nothing like being set free. Hallelujah. Oh, baby, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. You know, I tell you what, the the devil is such a dream thief you know, you're never going to make it, you know, everything's against you, people are against you, if people only understood, you know, all of that. I mean, the whole victim thing is theology or a doctrine of the devil. Are you listening to me? Praise God, you're not weak. The Bible says, let the weak say, I'm what? Strong, glory to God. Amen. And so, you know, sometimes, I mean, sometimes you you end up fighting these battles by yourself, Thank God for people you know of like precious faith around you that believe like you do because at least you can get some, some support, some strength that way, huh? Come on. Thank God for the church, the community of, of faith, believers, glory to God, you know, that, that, that actually believe the Bible that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Come on. We win. Hallelujah. You say, yeah, but it's been a long time of coming. Come on. You know, sometimes you get into battles, and they are long. But I'm telling you what, praise God, they can't stay if you'll stand your ground. Are you listening to me? I mean, it cannot stay in Jesus' name. Come on. You know, but the, here's the thing, that if you, don't, if you don't learn these things and begin to employ them in your life, they will stay. And they become Chronic you know, where people's lives are concerned. So I tell you what, praise God, we just got to shake that old snake off into the fire. Huh? Let's everybody stand up. I think I've gone as far as I know what to do. Let's do some shaking. Come on now. Hallelujah. The Bible says that when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like those that dreamt. And then it went on to say, then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing and they said among the heathen, I mean, even the unbelievers seen them. The Lord has done great things for us or them. The Lord has done great things for us whereof we are what? Glad. Hallelujah. God wants you to be glad tonight. Are you listening to me? So let's take whatever it is that we came with that doesn't belong to us and let's give it back to the liar that gave it to us in the first place. Amen. Hallelujah. Just just make this confession of your faith together with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight for the greater one that lives in me. Thank you, Lord, for promise, for victory, for deliverance, for freedom that belongs to me. Tonight, I lay claim to that which is mine. I resist the devil, in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, for victory. I thank you, Lord, for joy. Hallelujah, Father, I thank you tonight for great blessing within my life. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The Bible says to be careful for what? Nothing. Never be anxious about anything. Well, you say, well, pastor, that's a whole lot easier said than done. Agreed. I wouldn't wouldn't disagree with you at all. But nevertheless, the Bible says, I said the Bible says, the Bible says, glory to God, (laughs) hallelujah. Woo! The Bible says, come on. Be careful. Never be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with what? With what? With thanksgiving. Glory to God. The devil hates to hear you give thanks to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God forevermore. Glory be to God forevermore. Glory be to God. You know, you talk about weapons, you talk about something that can help you and bless you. I'm telling you what, praise in your mouth to God, thanksgiving, glory to God, to the Lord himself, praise God will will set the captive free. Hallelujah. If you're not in the habit of giving him praise, you say, "Well, you know, that's just not me. That's not my I tell you you need to vocalize. Come on. You need to vocalize. You need to say Come on, you need to say. Yeah, glory to God. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue was singing. Hallelujah. No, he said, be careful, never be anxious about anything. But by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, whoo, everybody say his peace. Yeah, the peace of God that passes all understanding will mount garrison, huh, around your heart and your mind. Hallelujah. So when we leave here tonight, we're not taking whatever we came with, amen? We're not, we're not taking it back home, come on. I like one illustration, you know, when it talks about casting your care on the Lord, they, they use the illustration of it being like a suitcase, so we're going to throw all the suitcases up here on the altar, of all the care, the worry, and the what we don't know, huh? Out right here, glory to God, and we're going to leave. We're going to we're going to give it. Cast all of your care onto Him because He cares for you. Amen. You got a need in your life. Got a financial need. Got a health need. Got a, a wisdom need. Got a direction need. Got a whatever kind of need, huh? Got loved ones, you know, you're concerned about. Thank God. Isn't it nice that you can just give it to Him and you don't have to take it no more? You know, a lot of times, you know, whether we realize it or not, sometimes the things that are going on in other people's lives, the devil, he'll take that and throw it on you. Huh? Why? Well, most of the time because we care about them. You know, we want the best for them. different things like that. We see what's going on in their life. We're troubled about it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you what, praise God, God doesn't want you to be troubled. Because the thing of it is, is that when we, when we take the trouble, then we don't allow the power of God to work in that situation because we're not in a place of faith, we're in a place of trouble. Are you with me? So we just give it to him. And you know, you might have to fight a little bit with this, you know, like now you'll, you'll probably go away from here, you know, and you'll be good and whatever. And then Who knows? Could be tonight, could be tomorrow, could be three days from now. And all of a sudden the devil kind of, you know, shinny on up next to you and start, you know, trying to see if he can get... And you can say, oh, no, you don't, devil, praise God. Wednesday night at church on the fifth day of February, we gave that to Jesus. Hallelujah. That's not mine, that's his. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. My Bible says that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly... Come on, above all that you and I can even ask or think because of the power of God that's working in us. Thank you, Jesus. You got a need? I'm telling you, God is fully aware of your need. And he wants to do something about it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. People say, well, how come he doesn't do something? Well, maybe he's waiting for a service like this tonight just to get you in a place where you'll be in faith. Come on. And then you won't be worried. And you won't be full of care? Come on now. You know, worry and care, they sure can't occupy the same place as faith. Huh? Hallelujah. Everybody say it together. Heavenly Father, I give all my care to you tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's just praise him a little bit more. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. God, we cast all of our care onto you. We thank you, Father, because you care for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Ha, 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 Well, yes, glory to God. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Uh, James chapter 3, verse 13. Who is a wise man endued with knowledge among you? How many wise people we got here tonight? Huh? How many wise people we got here tonight? Who is a wise man endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation or conduct his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, lie not against the truth. This wisdom descends not from above. Listen, listen, listen. This wisdom descends not from above. He's talking about two different kinds of wisdom. Huh? It's really not wisdom at all. It's actually foolishness. This wisdom is not from above, but it's earthly, sensual, and devilish. Well, now, wait a minute, James. What are you talking about? What is it that we're talking about here? He's talking about if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts. Come on. Some people, you know, they're they're all knotted up because... Well, envy is, you all understand what envy is. Somebody's got something you don't and you want it. Jealousy, you know. Hallelujah. This wisdom descends not from above, but again is earthly, sensual, and devilish. That's why, you know, I'm telling you what, people get on this treadmill all the time trying to compare themselves among themselves, trying to be like somebody else or have what they have or whatever the case might be and they they run themselves absolutely ragged, you know? The the, the wealth and the blessing of God, it comes with obedience, but it also comes not by the arm of the flesh, but by His guidance and His leading. He'll get you where you want to go if you'll let Him be your guide. Come on. But sometimes, you know, We don't want to wait. We don't want to just stay steady. We don't want to be content with such things as you have. Are you listening to me? I'm telling you, he will get you where you want to go. People always, you know, they want to start out at the top of the ladder or near the top. And that's not the way it works. Last time I checked, you got to start at the bottom. Huh? Unless you're the $6 million man and can do the thing, you know. You're starting at the bottom. Are you with me? And that's not bad. Everybody say that's not bad. You know, sometimes people, they want up there and they get up there and then they realize that they're, where they're at has outstripped their character and they end up in a world of mess. Are you with me? So he said, if you got all this going on, he says, glory not, lie not against the truth. This wisdom's not from above. It's earthly, sensual, and devilish. He says that where there's envy and strife in verse 16, there's confusion and every evil work. But this is the verse that I was trying to get to. None of that really applies, maybe necessarily, to what I'm talking to you about tonight. But this this verse right here can be so ever helpful. Listen, he's telling you, you know, when, when you've got all this going on on the inside of you and you're wrestling with this and you're confused about that, it's not from God. That's not the way that God leads. That's not where, the, I mean, how many of you the last time you did that, you got peace. It doesn't translate into peace. But this is what he said. The wisdom that is from God or from above is first pure, peaceable, come on, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Why am I sharing that verse with you? Because you guys, if you don't have peace, don't move. You know what I'm saying? (coughs) Excuse me. Wait until you have peace. Now, you may have to do some seeking. You may have to, you know, be looking to the Lord and things of that nature. But the thing about it is, is that anything outside of peace isn't God anyway. The wisdom that comes from him is pure and peaceable. Mmm, that's the Holy Ghost. Mmm, that's God. You with me? Hallelujah. You know, and sometimes we're pushing, you know, we want to make this. And, and some, sometimes there's some pushing to be done. I, I don't want to get into all of that tonight. But a lot of times, you know, we're, we're um, yeah. Does that make sense to you? The peace of God is, and here's the other thing about it, is if, it, if, if what's, you know, run around in your human reasoning is causing you consternation, it's not bringing peace to your life, then, then it's not from God. So you have to what? Resist. Say, no, uh-uh. I, no, uh-uh. No, uh uh-uh. We're not doing this. Are you listening to me? Because I tell you what, praise God, then God can bring His counsel to you. God has counsel for all of us. Amen. Praise God. I mean, if you're whatever it is you do for a living, if you're whatever's going on in your life, he's got counsel. So let's look to him. Hallelujah. Next time that stuff starts to crowd you out and get in your life or whatever, you just say, oh, no, you don't. In Jesus' name. Begin to rejoice and shout the victory. Glory to God. Amen. Well, all right, stand up one more time. Do you good. Hallelujah. How many of you glad you came tonight? Now, I know we're just going to pray, but I'd rather do this. Amen. Because Jesus wants us to be free. Hallelujah. There needs to be a, a lightness. And, and the reality is, is that, you know, for us to be or have an impact in the world that is around us, we got to be free. There's got to be a peace about you that's different from the rest of the world. Are you listening to me? Glory to God. That's what he wants for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you for these precious people here tonight. And, uh, We're so ever grateful, Father. Thank you for all that you provided for us. You said in your word that you give your beloved sweet sleep. So, Father, we thank you tonight that our rest is blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God, for every person here. I thank you, Father, for the release of that pressure, Father, that's been upon their lives. And, God, we cast all our care onto you. Hallelujah. And we choose not to pick it back up again we thank you for wisdom. We thank you for answers. We thank you, Father God, for change. We thank you for blessing because we trust in you. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen.